listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Beanyash. Today I'm here with Jay Wood, or otherwise known as Jeremy. How are you today? I'm well. I'm very good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be here at 4th Cafe, I guess. Yeah. Cafe and Bar. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just getting off an eight-hour shift, so it's a perfect time for interview. Yeah, I'm going to get all the honest answers and just like <laughs> no like going around anything. Um so my setup today is a little different for those of you who are listening. I have a microphone. So if this doesn't work, please let me know and I will all make do. But um, for now, um, so for everyone who's listening, can you give us a little bit of like a description of your music and, and the sound you're making right now? Okay. Um, I would just kind of classify as like indie pop, jizz jazz, um, psychedelic. It's in that little pocket of what you're hearing a lot on the internet right now, the dream pop stuff, kind of in that, but it's just a little more weirder, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a bit out there. A little funkier. A little funkier. A little funkier. Yeah. I was, um, yeah, I was listening to it on the way here, and I, I couldn't help but imagine, like, a, like a 90s, like, cartoon music video for it. That's actually the perfect description, because I, I always, I was just saying today, I'm like, I live in constant nostalgia, so maybe that slips into the music little by little. Maybe. I like that. Yeah. I, I definitely, I, I wanted to, like, I was just imagining, like, this, like, super tough, like, a bunch of people just, like, running around in, like, cars and, like, causing ruckus or something. It's really cool. Okay, beautiful. Yeah, that, that fits in. I like that. I'm going to use that from now on. Cool. All right. Yes, you're welcome. Um, you don't you don't have to copy I don't have to copy with that or anything. So for um how did you get involved in music? How did this all start? Like even before Jay would were you in other bands or were you in music or how did this all start? Uh I pretty much picked up guitar in high school and in high school me and my friend Brandon, who was in the band for a bit, we started playing guitar. Uh from there we pretty much song wrote all through grade ten to like I don't know, after grade 12, and we started a band way back in the day called Public Parkade, which was pretty much like two-door cinema club-esque music, and at the time, it was just metal bands surrounding the whole music scene, so we were playing with a lot of those bands, and that was... You were were playing metal? No, 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 we were playing like indie pop with like metal bands, because that was literally (laughs) all that was around us. Um, that band ended up kind of falling apart, and then I, maybe in 2014, started writing my own stuff, which kind of trickled into Jaywood. Now I had no intentions on really performing or doing anything with the music, but then when I found out that there was kind of a music scene happening through uh, Darren Rudd, who also used to be in the band, uh, he pretty much kind of worked as like a navigator through people to meet, bands to listen to, and just all that, all that stuff. And yeah, here I am today. So you started as this in this um, kind of very isolated like incubator of like indie pop in metal music, and then you discovered kind of Manitoba music and all that. Yeah. So how it kind of went was like the first show I ever went to was one Darren brought me to, which was I always talk about it because it was such a uh, important show, I would say, because it was the show that kind of made me want to perform and whatnot. It was Not Me, Micah Visser, and Love Snow, and that was like a show going on, and then I heard about Real Love, and I was like, whoa, Real Love puts on shows, and Gil, thank you so much, Gil, was so nice to ask us to, put our, uh, to play our first show 
all those years ago and that was like a real off thursday and after that i was like wow there's so many bands and so many sounds that aren't metal this is so refreshing and <laughs> really refreshing and that's kind of where it went and i slowly people kept telling me to go to manitoba music and when i went there a lot of stuff changed when i got used to everyone there and like met them i love everyone at manitoba music so very very much and they've been amazing ever since yeah yeah, it's crazy that you mentioned Micah Visitor because when I was listening to the music, I was like, man, like they should do a show together. It sounds like the music would just flow really well together, so that makes sense. And Not Me is awesome. Uh, he's been on the show. Yeah, Not Me. Um, me and Isaiah work together, and we just, honestly, every time we work, we just talk music nonstop, and we just inspire each other. We're like, we're going to do this next year. We're going to go do this. He has a lot of cool stuff brewing up, so big shout out to Not Me and all keep an ear out for them they have some really awesome stuff coming so yeah yeah um i interviewed him when his first ep i believe came out oh, really? and uh he was um so nervous and I, it's crazy to see where he's going so i'm yes. um I'm, I'm happy for him so we actually met at manitoba music yes. um yes we did <laughs> all right this microphone thing is weird no, for me okay it's okay I, I i like it i'm just trying to find a rhythm with it but uh yes when did we i feel like i met you and then after that i just you were just there all the time, and I'm like, I don't even remember the initial meeting point. When was that? I can't remember when exactly. We were sitting at the front desk together, and I was like, right. oh, yeah. We were volunteering together. Yes, I can't remember what it was for, but I remember we were volunteering, and we had a lovely shift together. Yeah. Because yeah. are like, oh, yeah, I'm a musician. I'm like, Let's add each other on Instagram, and yeah. it turned out we were already following each Holy other. Crap. That's Winnipeg in a nutshell. <laughs> everyone follows everyone, and it's like, oh, I recognize you in person now. That's... Yeah. Actually, how I met Lanakai, too. We oh, yeah. were both volunteering, and then I didn't realize how big a deal Lanakai was until, like, I, like, looked at her Insta. I was like, oh, you're you're kind of the shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, when I, I met her, I was like, oh, my God, that's... like yeah. that's, that's Marty, the nicest asshole you'll ever meet. Her words, not mine. I, <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I have to say, I love Marty so much. She's so sweet. <laughs> so... When I had met you, you were still doing a solo project and still writing, I think, um, or if you hadn't released it as a band yet. I remember you telling me about that. But Oh, yeah. I think I was kind of in the mix of, like, kind of writing an EP or something that probably got released at the time. Memories are really clouded right now. Um, but, yeah, like, I was writing something, and I wasn't really working on anything big or bringing the band in. Um and that's still kind of how it is. Like, I'll just write all this stuff in the band, and I will work it out. So, yeah. Um, do you always perform with the band? Um, I've been doing a few performances solo, and in them I'll use, like, a backing track. I'll use, like, a laptop with a lot of band parts. And I've been trying to do... I, I'm trying to have it sectioned off where I have the band set. I have a solo set in case of emergency, because I always prefer playing with a band. And I'm trying to work out, like, a singer-songwriter set where I'm, like, no backing track, just guitar and vocals. But I haven't had a show like that yet. Maybe in the future. Hit me up. We'll set <laughs> yeah, we'll set something up in the future, all listeners. Yeah. But yeah. It'll be a surprise, though, because we don't know what's happening. Exactly. I don't know when it's happening or who it's happening with, but hit me up. Maybe I'll do a just guitar vocal set, which is horrifying. Yeah, that'll be... I'm, I'm curious how you'll what you'll do to like kind of because there's a lot of like ambience kind of that's necessary for the music i i try to like section it off where these songs are for this set these songs are for this set and these songs i can probably perform alone a lot of which a lot of the earlier stuff i feel like i can play with just a guitar and get away with yes 
So how uh, how would you describe your songwriting style? Uh, style. When you say style, do you mean like how I song writes? Not necessarily a method, but like what um, what usually goes in. Like how do you sit down and get started? Um, I have to like set a mood. Like I haven't written a song in over like since the Mad Tubo Music Retreat. I've only written one song this year. Uh, yeah, I, I I put a big pause so I could focus on this album because I was getting way too distracted. But uh, yeah, I pretty much set a mood. I just kind of like use my surroundings, use my headspace, and it's a very me- uh, meta- meditative. No, that's not meditative. Yeah, meditative thing where I'm like, what am I thinking? What am I trying to say? It's always music first, and sometimes I'll hear like melodies. I was just talking today with um, my coworkers. And I was like, oh, I remember, like, a song came to me in a dream, and I, like, woke up and immediately wrote it. And I'm like, oh, if only I could be that lucky to always have that happen. But, yeah, it's just kind of like, I'll have a a song in mind for a while, and I just have to, like, grab it bit by bit just because I can't. When it comes down to writing, it's not all there. So I just have to take it piece by piece and do the music first. And then once I have, like, the skeleton, the rest just flows over top. So, um... If people who are listening don't already know, because I tell everyone I'm in a mentorship right now. It focuses specifically on songwriting. Um, how do you choose your lyrics? Ooh, um, I guess it kind of plays into what I'm trying to say. I try to be... <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much what lyrics are. Uh, I try to kind of have, like, a, a very I, very intimate lyrics where I'm like, you know what, what am I not talking about? in person i try to stay wokish in that regard probably like here's some real shit that maybe you haven't like you've thought of but never really said or yeah i get really emotional and like emo a bit but i think it's that's my way of connecting with people by through music so i have to be very vulnerable in music so what themes usually come up then when you're being your emo self oh uh (laughs) like a lot of mental health stuff um just kind of like I'm, like, a very introverted person. I'm, like, a people watcher. So, like, you notice a lot when you're kind of out of it. So I just, like, observe, like, just behaviors. And I'm, like, oh, that's a thing people do. Or like, when you turn on the news, which I don't ever do because it's too depressing, you just see what humanity is. And then it's, like, wow, we we need to work on our shit. Um, but, yeah, just kind of people watching, observing, and then putting it into something that's, like, I don't know. Just a commentary, essentially. Yes, a commentary on people. So, can you give us an example of one of the songs? Maybe one of the songs we're listening to today. Maybe a Club 3DX. Was that a was that a uh, okay. a commentary? Uh, kind of like Club 3DX is like a uh, song about like club culture. Because when I was like young and Jersey Shore season two was really popping and everyone wanted that lifestyle, I was going to clubs and as you know an introvert. That's horrifying and that's terrible. I was never having a good time. I would have to immediately be belligerent. Otherwise, as soon as I sober up, I'm like, why am I here? I hate this. But when I was sober, I would look around and see a lot of just grossness. You know, like, and that's like a curse. You leave before the lights turn on because you'll see people and you stay so, like, you can't be sober. But, like, it's pretty much me saying, hey, you know, club culture is this weird perverted hey we're having a great time but then you realize man it's kind of crappy no one's really enjoying it you're dancing but then 
you're getting like too drunk and you're spending hundreds of dollars there's a lot of regret in clubbing i find and people don't ever want to like admit that but it's like who really wants to go anywhere and spend i don't know 150 dollars on drinks and like just and like buying drinks for people with the hope of something which is like kind of really effed up when you think about it i'm doing this for you so you owe me this and i don't know it's just a weird perversion of stuff and i was just making a song about hey we we claim to enjoy this but not really and which is why it's very dancey and then it gets really kind of trippy because it's like think about it yeah it's 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 glamorized too you i'm just when i was younger i thought like man i have when i get older i have to go to clubs because that's where i'm gonna find true love and i'm gonna party and i'm gonna look cute all the time yeah that's exactly it it's very glamorized and i you know what i think club culture is kind of dead i i i look around like in this area because we're near fourth all the big clubs are here i'm like i don't think people do it anymore and the people that do it are like are young and or from St. James, you know? <laughs> so, yeah, they're from St. James. They're like, yo, man, you know, we're going to go pick up some ladies, you know, smash some beers with the buds. We're going to go hit the club. That's just what I'm gathering from it. Yeah. What you've, you, what you've observed as you yes. do. I, I used to be a bartender at Underdogs in St. James, and I've observed St. James at its finest, I would say. Very nice. Okay. <laughs> so you're working on an album right now to – or planning to release it in the next year? Yeah, I'm shooting for... I, I, you know what? Maybe I won't say a date because that's such an expectation. I'm shooting for early next year. Mm-hmm. And that's been... I've been working on this album for maybe a year now. It's been done for two or three years. So it's been sitting there. So I've been working on it to get it nice for a year now. So you say you're working on it. What are you doing to work on it? Like, just fine-tuning like all the parts are recorded like all the main parts were recorded now it's just mixing it getting the concept down piecing it together so it sounds nicely adding a little extra stuff fine-tuning because like i've never been a perfectionist but with this album in particular i'm like this is the one i want to be like this is my album because all the other eps sound like crap i'm like this one i want to sound nice it's the one i'm trying to impress people with so i want to i want to make it as nice as possible Mm -hmm. um I just I forgot what I was going to say about that. Um, so y- you're producing your own music? Yes. I had a lot of help with the guys at Collector Studios. Shout out to Collector Studios. As always, Will and Arthur, I love you guys so much. Um, they really, when I was at the studio working there, they put so much useful input in and in making the song sound more readable and more workable because my brain is like, how much can I add without... <laughs> how much can I add without it being too much? And they were like, that's enough. I'm like, okay, I can work with that. Having that limit, limit, limitation over top, my work style was really useful and I think really insightful. And I think moving forward, I'll have that on myself a bit more. But they helped co-produce, and then I'm pretty much producing from here on. Me and probably the keyboard player, Tyler Wager, who um, will be working on that all through winter and finishing it. Yeah. Did you apply for any kind of funding for this? No, I I've been trying and I'm gonna see. <laughs> I've been trying and I get so, I, I get so behind on these things and like grants are terrifying. I did recently reach out to Riley about possibly putting together a um, grant for mixing and mastering. So maybe in the new year. Shout out to Riley <laughs> Riley J. So many shout outs. Uh, shout out to Riley J Hill. 
um, for mastering the songs that are out right now. Um, are you picking that up at all? Um, I don't. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, yeah, shout out to Riley. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to probably see about getting a mix and master grant in the future. That would help out a lot. I don't know why they had to just suddenly just turn the music up really loud. If you can't hear what we're listening to, then um, don't worry about it. Uh, no, it's okay. You can go ahead. Yeah, we'll run it. Turn it down. Perfect. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're um, you're releasing this album. Is there plans for an upcoming tour? Uh, I've been talking to a lot of friends about doing a tour. Um, I'm not gonna say anything yet who those people might be, but we've been like talking a lot about touring and setting up multiple tours and playing some festivals. So it's just kind of working around which festivals we get into tour. I'd like to go East for sure, but yes, there's definitely a lot of tour talk. It's going to happen. It's inevitable at this point. It's interesting that you say like you're going to talk, you're talking to some friends. Cause when we started at the beginning, you said you knew nobody, you were very isolated. How did the how did you make all these friends? You even say you're an introvert, you know, like talking to people. I think part of being in music is actually having to network, and that's something you just have to do if you want to be find any form of success in it. So it's really coming out of your shell little by little, enough to get used to people, and then enough to be calling them friends, and enough to be setting things up together. <clears throat> I was lucky enough to have Darren, who was great enough to be like introduce me to people you know and just kind of work as that quote-unquote mentor and then um when i had to branch off on my own i was like okay i think i could do this and i was so lucky to have the people of manitoba music work as like a hub to meet people and then from there i was like oh i think i kind of got the flow of meeting people and talking to people and a good chunk of friends like house panther and like not me and like a lot of those like those are just friends that are also in bands so having them have other musician friends it's just a big huge network so it's like comfortable to work in and winnipeg's a small very chill place it doesn't feel competitive at all so i mean i don't know i'm not competing i'm not i'm not trying to flex on anybody if anyone flexes on me i'm like that's cute okay yeah weird flex okay that's cute oh yeah you did that that's nice (laughs) but yeah that's what it feels like so it's been easy to navigate through meeting people and that's awesome that like you, you, you build these connections, maybe even more at the beginning, um, thinking back to then. That's, for, the, for the other introverts who, introverts who are listening, do you have any advice for them to start creating their own network and building that, that base of people to go to? Um, challenge yourself. As much as it's awkward, um, as an introvert, just be very observant of body language if you recognize you're rambling too much. Be the just exit the conversation immediately big well it was exactly well it was nice talking to you i'll talk to you later and don't feel like you need to have to talk to everybody a lot of the people i talk to are in short bursts so i don't ramble and i remember when i was talking to a lot of people at first it was just rambling and i'm like i screwed up that conversation i would sit at home and be like i should have said this i should have said this but now i pretty much keep it very like top top three topics and then okay, it was nice to talk to you. And I stay in the venue at any show, and if people approach me, I keep it very short and very sweet. That being said, it's not because I don't like to talk to people. It's just because I don't want to screw up talking to people. <laughs> yes. I experienced that for the, like, I was aware of it. I don't know if I've done it in the past, but the first time where I noticed I was rambling with someone, because it's someone that I saw as, like, a important person in the industry, and, I'm like, the way they kind of, like, looked around, and I'm like, 
Yes. Stop what you're doing. Yes. Nice meeting you. Goodbye. That's very important. Read body language. People that just do not pick up on social cues, it's like if somebody is constantly looking over their sh- your shoulder, if someone is looking around, find the exit to any conversation you have going and go on keep it very short and sweet if they're very engaged you will know they're very engaged because they're asking questions you're having an easy conversation if it's one-sided end it (laughs) and try not to talk about yourself talk about them as much as possible and that goes with any any kind of conversation i think mostly with musicians and definitely with industry yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's great because with this show i can make people talk about themselves a lot and I tend to like let myself like right now I'm bleeding in, um, but it's um, it's it's scary because especially when you you want to like impress them like listen to my music you do, like they hear that all the time they just don't it's just a hard balance. Totally, I think just um, Elise at Manitoba Music. Shout out to Elise at Manitoba <laughs> Music. Uh, she gave me some of the best advice, which was just. Uh, be the nicest person. Oh, you're trickling everywhere. Oh, this tea. Um, he's pretty much saying, be the nicest person in the room. Um, talk about yourself as little as possible. Um, and just ask questions about what they do. Because when you're talking to other people, they'll ask you a question if they want to know who you are. If you are a big, if you already have their interest, they're already asking you questions. And if you want them to have your interest, have a conversation about them until they want to know about you and if they don't want to know about you that's fine on to the next one they're lost really exactly exactly they'll, they'll come around <laughs> they'll come around that makes me like i worked with elise for like four five months why didn't she never tell me that because i'm looking back at conversations i've had and I'm just like oh my god uh, elise was so like over this year when the whole band kind of like left she was really the first person i went and talked to and she kind of really guided me through that situation so elise is like like a safe haven for me she's like a person i go to and trust and hold her opinion in a high regard so if you're listening elise i appreciate you so much uh thank you so much for being there to help um she's great and you can always set up a consult with elise if you ever feel like you're lost in any regard. I thought you can only talk to her about industry, but then I'm like, Elise, I'm dealing with all these personal musical related issues. And she really kind of helped flatten them out and be like, you're going to be okay. So yeah. Shout out to Elise. Yeah. yeah. She really is like, I've looked to her for everything. She's just so wonderful. So open. And like you said, like she's kind and that really, that really does show. And everyone I think sees that in the industry. Um, I was going to say something about that, but <laughs> Uh, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, Elise. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I pointed the mic to you like you had something <laughs> like, to say. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No worries. Um, so, what are some of the stresses that you have to deal with performing? Um, I get in my head a lot. I I feel like I've now performed enough where it's not an anxious thing. Like I've played enough shows. I played at enough venues, and I've played in front of a good amount of people where it's like okay people aren't scary i think it's just you always have to be dealing with trying to get comfortable as quickly as possible like talking and like i used to be like oh my god i like i mess something up they'll know and i get really in my head about it and i spiral and i mess up more and it's like this really crazy thing i now incorporate messing up into the set or it's like if i mess up i'm like you hear that one yeah (laughs) i i mean you got to learn to not take yourself too seriously 
and be when you don't you'll just become more relaxed and people will see that and people will vibe that more if you're taking yourself too seriously and everything has to be very on point it's just like it seems like a stiff performance but if like you mess up and you just kind of like oh that happened whatever it's easier and i've just kind of slowly adopting that more and more like oh that's a thing not a big deal i hear a thing whatever if people want to comment on it they're more than welcome i like the good and the bad so it's all good Good for you. That's yeah. that's that's a that's a huge accomplishment for many musicians. Oh, okay, we're there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, slowly but surely, you win the race. Um, so we're gonna take a little break and we're gonna listen to the song "Another Life," okay. um, which can be heard on all streaming services, Spotify, and that. What was the inspiration for that the song? Yeah, uh, it's kind of like a darker song. It's like talking a lot about mental illness and like uh, suicide and all these things. I just had a lot of. Uh, negative emotions clouding my brain and then I was like around a lot of negativity and I'm like this is what I'm thinking this is what I'm feeling but at the same time it's a song about like you get through it little by little and I think you gotta go through the dark crap to get to a good place yeah there's light at the end of the tunnel type deal so yeah I wanted to write a serious song because a lot of my songs sound really fun and even this song kind of sounds really fun but i think that's just how i've comfortably found a way to write about sad stuff contrast yeah Mm -hmm. i really like that and i want to talk more about that in in just a little bit but everyone who's listening we're going to take a little break for us so you can listen to the song another life this is the winnipeg music project on 101.5 umfm i'm ashley vignage and i'm here with jeremy or jay wood would you prefer i just call you jay wood all the time Uh, no like you can call people have been calling me jay people call me jay wood people call me jeremy whatever works for you i don't really mind it's all it's all good that one guy that one guy it's all i'm fine with anything really Good. All right. So I'm listen- I'm here with that one guy, <laughs> and we're gonna be listening to. All right. Stay tuned for more from Jay Wood. Save it for 
Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Vinish. I'm still here with Jay Wood or that other guy or that guy. I don't even remember what I said. Other guy, Jay, that dude, bud, guy, friend, pal. Pal. Yeah, I like pal. That's good. <laughs> so right before we left uh, to listen to Another Life, one of your songs you released. Um, what did you, did you just put? Um, so before we left, you're talking about mental health and, and how you tried to inc- make it, and you thought it was important to incorporate into your music. Um, as someone who exp- who suffers from mental health, and there's many musicians, that's usually why a lot of music's good. Percent of pe- uh, all musicians in the scene, or just in general, have some mental health that they're dealing with. Yes. Why did you decide to? Well, I understand if it was like a coping mechanism that completely makes sense. I've, I understand that too. But how did you go from? Okay, I I've released all this into music form and now i'm going to share it with the world how did you get over that that vulnerable state uh, a lot of reverb <laughs> drown everything in reverb so it's hard to understand and it's there um you just kind of do it because you know you want to and it's like you push yourself to because if you keep it all in it just never helps so it every time you put something out you're like oh i feel a little bit better because now people understand a bit more hopefully yeah hopefully (laughs) yeah i mean if they don't whatever at least i it's out there someone maybe can find some form of way to connect and i think that's kind of the goal in all this where someone's gonna hear that and be like whoa i feel that i'd be like yes okay small victory do you do you think it's like do you kind of push that like yeah i sing about mental health or it's just kind of like yeah i write music and it and it's kind of it's about that kind of stuff it's just whatever like how am i feeling today i'll do like a self-check i'm like okay it's not an inward song maybe it's an outward song and it's just whatever happens is what it is yeah 
Um, so when you're writing your music and maybe you're doing this one event thing, how do you know that the song is ready to be released? Like, or what if it's, how do you know when it's a song that might just be forgotten or moved on or left behind? I feel like I, I, I just know. Like sometimes I know a lot of songs, like I'll listen back, like this song is trash. I know this song is trash and some of it's trash. I, I'm a very, I know what, <laughs> which ones of my songs are just garbage. So then I know which ones are decent and then I know which ones are solid you get used to it little by little being able to be like hey this song is a good song that i wrote uh i don't know it's just you just kind of get an ear for it yeah, yeah. i listen to my old song i'm like who let me perform that live <laughs> exactly there's some songs i'm like i'll never let this see the there's some songs so bad i just take them off band camp you know like at the time i'm like oh that was a decent idea but then i like mature musically and i'm like nope garbage i this doesn't hold up to my standards anymore and that's good i guess that shows some form of musical growth or progression yeah i have songs on spotify right now that i'm just i'm deleting eventually oh, yeah okay. i hate them yeah i've that's the beauty of band camp you just get rid of them whenever whenever wherever yeah yeah i should probably delete them off band camp too <laughs> it's scary because yeah. It's great to see that cha that evolution, but people had to hear it while you're doing it, and it yeah, sucks. It's very true, but I think at some some maybe those are important to leave on too because it's maybe it's because then like people will hear if you leave them on, there's more room for people to hear. There's a mature maturity happening in the future amounts of music that you put out. Yes, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes sense. I just. I don't want to do that. Fair. That's also very fair. It's very hard and very difficult. Yeah. It's the perfectionist in me. So you, just recently, you were on Manitoba Music's live snack session, where for like 15 minutes, you played some music, and you and, you and Andrea Davis talked to you about your music and such. What was that like being live on on Facebook and not knowing who's watching you or what your audience is? I feel like I was, that's the thing. I was just not even thinking about it. I was like, oh, there's people in the room I can see, and that's who I'm performing to. Anyone that's watching, that's just more people that I can't see or be judged by. Yeah, and if they don't like it, they can always just not watch. So that's the beauty. That took off so much stress. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Would you Would you do more live sessions like that on Facebook or social media? I totally would. Um, yes, I totally would. <laughs> do, you, do you have like plans like Village Idiots or something? I don't know if I'm allowed to say. Okay, then never mind. We won't talk about it. <laughs> Whoa. Um, if I was a like a new like one of those like raunchy oh, like. Hot take. Hot take. Yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but. Maybe. 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 Maybe one day in the future. Perhaps in the early New Year's, there will be another live facebook performance from any live facebook performers that put them out we'll see maybe we'll see yeah no pressure but maybe people should like stay tuned and just keep keep their tabs on you you never know you never know, you never know. Yeah. it might happen so uh you're also gonna be performing in big fun in the new year um it's a new year right yeah yeah, yeah. so uh are you looking forward to that yeah <laughs> i was low-key surprised when they asked us to come back because i remember last year i got really really drunk Cause I was just so nervous and I was like, I had one shot. We had one shot <laughs> and I, I thought I blew it, but people really liked that performance. And I was like, you guys have terrible taste and <laughs> have terrible taste. Cause I just thought we were just doing so that was the one time I was like listening to me. We sound awful. We sound terrible. And then people really 
responded decently to it and i was lucky enough to be asked to go do it again and yeah i'm pretty stoked we're doing it in an interesting venue this time Which venue? uh i think we're in the forks market yeah, and I was like, whoa, that's sick. It's nice to not... I love the daughter. I love the Goodwill. But, you know, after playing so many shows there, you just kind of want to see what else is available. And it's nice to kind of have that opportunity. And it's with Manitoba Music. So, double thumbs up. Yeah. Who are you playing with? Uh, Silence Kit and Apollo Sons, which is really convenient because Ed was asking us to open for their album release. And I don't think we were able to make it work. But now we're playing Big Fun together, so it's almost like it worked out. The universe kind of pushed us together. And Silence Kit, who I haven't seen perform live, but I've heard nothing. But I haven't. I saw their um, snack sessions, which was great. Um, uh, is Marlene? Is that her name? Mano, yeah. I hope your eye's okay, because <laughs> I saw those pictures, and I'm like, oh, i got to go find what happened there. But, yeah. Um, I know Mike. He, I, I see him all the time at L&M. So I'm stoked to get a chance to play with him. And, yeah, I've been wanting to see them for a while, and now we get to play together. So it's great. Yes. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I might have to actually go out and do a show. It's I love going to shows, but they always start so late, and I'm such an old woman. So it starts really early. Oh, wait, hold on. It's right there. Uh, We've got a, a, a festival pamphlet here. We're going to uh, explore yeah, together. We start at 7.30, and it's done by 9. Well, Apollo Suns is on at 9. And yeah, we're done, though. You can leave after that. Yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're the first band up, so after that, you don't have to stick around. Um, no, we're, we're on at 7.30. Silence Kid is on at 8.15, and Apollo Suns is on at 9 o'clock. So it's an early show for all the grandmas out there. So, yeah. Myself included. Oh, Ashley included. Boom. Yeah. Perfect. So that, that makes so much more sense for me to uh, to come on down. Um, I mean, I probably would have tried to anyways, but... Um, that's that's exciting. Um, do you have a favorite song that you like to perform live? I'm really liking King Cool. That sounds really good. Uh, it's off the second EP. It doesn't sound anything like that live. And it sounds really good with the band. And Quit Your Job's pretty fun. We're just trying to work on some new stuff now. Like we're, For the Big Fun set, it's going to be... I'm really excited for it because it's going to be something I've been wanting to do for a long time. And it's going to be really challenging, but I'm really excited. So you got to come through and find out what that is. Yeah. What Challenging in what way? Uh, I, I'm trying to make all the songs connect with no breaks. Yeah, like a seamless set. Like, I really love King Gizzard. They do that so often. I'm like, I want to do that. And um, I went and saw Urban Vacation recently. They're doing that. I'm like, dang it. I thought I would be the first one. But they jumped the gun, and they did it so freaking well, that band. Oh my god, that band. But yeah. Um yeah, trying to do the seamless set thing. That way I can minimize banter and I can just have it fo- <laughs> just pure music for a whole set, which would be great. So how do you that's that's really cool. Uh, how do you go about preparing for that? Like what are you doing musically? Um you're making sure the songs kind of end in the same key. You're trying to improv, you're just finding ways to connect them, finding uh just getting creative that's just getting as creative as possible and working with the band to have it fit nicely and that way you don't have to put too much work and i don't want to like as much as and uh, since it's a manitoba music showcase i don't embarrass myself in front of like industry they'll be like listen to this fucking asshole talking about nothing (laughs) i'm like oh i have my shot and blew it again 
big fun i'm cursed yeah. but yeah it's just a way to just be like here's the music hi um we're jaywood and then play thanks for listening we're jaywood again yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think uh, marketing wise it's the smartest thing to do that's the thing um no do you just want to ye- do you just want to yell like jaywood while the transition's happening i i feel like i'll put tiny pockets to be like yeah we're this and then just pockets i just want to be able to have it be at a minimal amount of talking where i i would love to talk to them after the show or before the show but on stage i just want them to listen and focus on what jay what is so they can really understand and get a vibe of it. it's like wow i can gauge his personality off stage and then i can know his music on stage because yeah when i perform i'm not trying to, i'm not trying to be the funny guy but i find like i just be the funny guy to make it easier to deal with being on stage but yeah if i don't have to be then yeah easy so just because I'll, I'll mention it now um i have a, a textbook for music that actually has a section that transitions between different keys if you would like me to forward it to you i mean i don't know any music i i wish i, w- I would look at it and be like i don't know what a c is or a g like i have no musical knowledge whatsoever so like it'd be like full-on hieroglyphs to me i'd be like what i don't get it i feel like when it comes to music i just hear it and i know it and that's how I have to work. But send it to me anyway. Maybe I'll find some way to make sense of it. Or I can show it to someone in the band that's like, oh, that's what that means. Also, I can show you if you want. Yes, please. That'd be great. All right, cool. I'll have to find it. I, I, but it's we had like a whole chapter on just like learning how to transition from two different keys that aren't necessarily related. Okay. Yeah, please. That'd be amazing. I feel like that would be very useful in the future. Yeah. yeah. All artsy and exactly, I could be a little bit wise on music, so yeah. Oh, yeah, this is just a, a descending. I don't I'm actually remember what they're called, it's been a while. Um, but it's, it's also classical textbook, but you can take the principles because every all music is based off of classical music. Okay. Beautiful, yeah, nice. So, we are here at fourth, um, which is great. Thank you, fourth, for letting us uh, do this well after hours because everyone's gone. Um, I mean, the music's still playing, but hopefully you guys can't hear that, and I'm just talking about nothing. But, so you have a job, is what I'm trying to say, outside of your music. How do you balance having a life plus dedicating all this time to writing your music and then teaching it to a band, rehearsing, performing, possibly? go? I I knew that you you tried to go, or you did you end up going to a showcase outside of Manitoba? we, We made it happen. Like, I remember earlier this... I think it was October or September. So Claire sent me a, an email. I thought for as soon as she sent that, I thought it was a mistake. She's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's just where my head goes. She's like, Hey, uh, Halifax pop has reached out and they would like you to come play Halifax pop explosion. I was like, this is a mistake. And then I immediately got back to her and she's like, no, that's legit. And I'm like, Oh my God. And that was my first brush with working with musical grants and Manitoba music was super awesome and helped every step of the way about making that happen. And that slowly got pieced together. And then we went out and had an awesome time in Halifax. And this was just before playing. We left on the Saturday. And on the Friday, we played with Lanakai at the Goodwill. So we had zero sleep for like 24 hours. It was a really fun time. No, it was it was a fun time, rough day. But yeah, that was a yeah cool experience. And had a back to the question? Oh. Balance, right. Yeah. I work three jobs. So, yeah, I work three jobs. So, finding balance is, like, non-existent. You do it where you can, and you make time because you know you have to. Yeah. 
I think um, if you're able to balance three different jobs and your music, it, it shows that you're you're passionate. Uh, I, I think I also just love chaos. Apparently, <laughs> I love my my life in ruins. <laughs> it gives you it gives you material for your music. Exactly, like my struggle is now audible, and you can take it all in. But yeah, I I do it because it's fun. I'm enjoying it again. I like I like it. So that makes it all worth it. And I it's good to set goals too, because it's like if I was doing this without the idea or in mind to want to tour or to put out an album or to want to play festivals, I probably wouldn't make time for it, but I want to do those things. So I have to work hard to earn those things. Yeah. So let's say you've had a long day. You work maybe two jobs in one day. Um, how, how do you sit down and, and get, pull out that guitar or how do you, how do you, what goes through your head before you start um, your music? I feel like you have to know when, is the right like if you're drained it's like you're not going to be productive it's like homework i guess it's like if you know you're not going to be productive at it take a break and just don't do it for a day or put it off in for the morning or just yeah push it back pick and choose your battles yeah that's the one allow you to have that time where it's just it's not going to work it's let yourself heal Exactly, because if you're draining yourself doing it all the time, it's going to be crap and it's not going to be good or fun for you. I had that experience where I was just like doing it all the time and I'm like, this isn't fun, this is too much of work, this is too much of a grind. I'm now at a point where I'm busy with all this other stuff. I'm like, man, I just want to work on music. I'm like, sweet, that's good. I'm musically charged, life drained. And then there's times where you're musically drained, life charged, you want to go do other stuff. The balance just kind of happens when you recognize when you're charged for each aspect of life wow that was some that was some shit right there you're, at least you're, you're very mentally aware with that i have to be <laughs> i definitely have to be i had my brush of insanity so i'm like more in tune with my myself yeah awesome well thank you so much for letting me come over and and hang out and sit very intimate closely because of this microphone <laughs> not a problem at all only here at fourth you yeah. know intimate experience definitely good music good people good food and good drinks yes good coffee vote for our drink on <laughs> shout out to fourth uh we have a really lovely um what was it rosemary ginger um latte vote for it on the hot drinks downtown going on plugging fourth yeah Voting? Where, where are we voting for it? Oh my god, I have it on my phone. I can't. There, there's a competition amongst all these shops having the hot drinks. Yeah, hot drink competition. Vote for fourth. Gotcha. Okay, so people can do that too. You're welcome for for the promotion. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> Give me more hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, where can people find you online to support you to listen to your music, follow you on social media? I'm doing really well on Instagram. I'm actually posting stories semi-regularly now yeah i used to not be very active on there but um i'm pretty active on instagram now facebook is there as well um it's it's there there. it happens when it happens um band camp is where you can find pretty much all the music from day one to now the good and the not horrible uh and spotify is where all the decent stuff is going these days so yeah all that and so much more that's very exciting. Um, so yeah, again, thank you so much. We're gonna listen. We're gonna close off the show with the song "Quit Your Job." Um, what was the inspiration behind that song? Uh, I feel like I was just like overwhelmed with. This is when I was like musically charged, life drained, and I'm like, man, I just want to do music all the time. I would like to be able to find what my passion is, and I found that it was music. And I'm like, I don't want to 
have a life where I'm just kind of like just draining myself, I would like to be able to just say, leave all that crap that makes you feel like crap and just do the stuff that makes you feel whole inside. Like quit your job if you feel like crap. Leave your significant other if you feel like crap. Do what makes you happy because it's important. Yeah. yeah. Whatever feels like a job, leave it if it makes you unhappy. Yes. That sounds like really heavy. I mean, it's so much easier to say that though. Like how do you, I mean, I'm not going to get into it. Uh, I'm just like, now I'm just like, what do I do now? Um. We can keep talking. I have, I would, I'm, I love this. This is fun. We can talk yeah. as long as you want to talk. Yeah. I don't know how I get into it. I just get real. Yeah. I just try. Yeah. Another song in the making. Yeah. I would like to keep talking about it, but we are out of time, unfortunately. So you will have to come back on the show at some oh, point, maybe a future, a future EP or something. Yeah, maybe after the album's out. That'd be great. Let's do that. We can talk about the album. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. All right, done. It's in. It's in. It's been recorded. I have it, oh, and you cannot challenge okay. that or That's deny fair. it. That's very fair. It's there for everyone to hear it. Beautiful. Perfect. Okay, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Banish. I'm here with that other guy, Jay Wood. Um, he is going to be playing at Big Fun on uh, Friday. the Friday, which is the uh, January 25th, as well as stay tuned for um, possibly more live stuff online, as well as an EP that will be dropped. Is it a f- full album or EP? Full a full length. Wow. I, a full length album to be dropped um, in the new year. So stay tuned, follow him on social media, and don't forget to follow the Winnipeg Music Project on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We also have a Patreon, which you can start supporting uh, if you want. More information on that on the website. Thanks so much for tuning in, and next week... <laughs> uh, next week, I think I have an interview. I may... Oh, uh, yeah, I think I have an interview. Stay tuned. I don't I don't have it recorded yet, so we'll see. Okay, everyone, stay tuned. Have a good day. Stay warm. Thank you.